0: Greg Ellum joins us. Very good morning to you. The Chancellor yesterday talked about an economic emergency which has only just begun. Um, he couldn't have painted a blacker picture, really. Uh, well, I suppose he could have done, but it he, he was pretty black, wasn't it? 11.3% fall in GDP, unemployment at 7.5%. I mean, I suppose the question is, first of all, um, is this level of borrowing sustainable?
1: I'd say it is uh, at this moment in time. Uh, we have to remember that countries around uh, around the world, um, particularly the Western world, uh, uh, are borrowing at record low rates and in many cases negative rates. So at least for now, for the next few years at least, it is sustainable. Uh, but obviously it has to be structured in a way that makes it so. Uh, the, I think the, the question is just what the cost is of not doing this compared to what the cost is of doing it. Uh, and that's always obviously going to be a difficult comparison because then you're going back into forecast territory Um, which uh, which is obviously extremely difficult to do. I think ultimately when you're seeing the amount of support which is being put in place and still an unemployment rate of 7.5 7.5 percent at the end of it it has to just be viewed as essential and the bill will just have to be made up uh, later on there's countries with, with far higher debt loads the idea that the uk could have around 97 percent uh, of gdp uh, as debt um, it, it, five years from now you compare that somewhere like italy where prior to the crisis it was 142 percent japan where it was much higher again uh, and that that, that 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 evidence suggests that that it is more than tolerable, uh, and that you could even tolerate a little bit more if need be. That's not to say that the chancellor should be spending a lot more money, but should we need to spend more than, uh, then that would suggest that the markets do view it as perfectly tolerable. And Japan is one of those countries that borrows uh, borrows negatively. So um, yeah, it's it's definitely sustainable, uh, and and more more so, it's a, it's a, it's completely essential at this point.
0: Given that public debt appears to have a life of its own and magic money trees and all the rest of it. The the worry is, as far as I see it, is that, today's politicians are not going to have to worry about the effects of this. In fact, it will be future generations that will have to take all this and fix it, won't they? I mean, that, that, uh, that I think is one of the, the biggest worries. This, I know it's a dreadful phrase, but the, today's politicians have very little skin in the game as far as it's concerned. And add to that the fact that the majority of them, whom we elected or were elected uh, by our democratic process uh, last year, actually came on to deal with Brexit, nothing to do with this at all.
1: Yeah, exactly, and um, it's uh, which is uh, one of the. I mean, I guess it's it's one of the reasons why we're already talking about how it's going to be paid for, and uh, the the prospect that we may see tax increases as soon as twenty twenty two in order to try and start footing the bill. But I mean, that's going to have only a small impact when you're increasing uh, debt by nineteen percent of GDP in one year. M- marginal increases in taxation is not going to pay for it this is going to be a very long-term bill which is going to have to be paid for so yes as you say this is going to be later politicians who are going to be having to make the uh the po- policy decisions that are going to be paying for it but ultimately if you're a politician what would you rather be doing would you rather be fighting a global pandemic in the dark or would you rather be um or, or would you rather be paying for the bill i'm i i, I think i'd probably put myself uh, Family in the latter, uh, so uh, I, I guess everyone has their own problems to deal with, and this is the difficulties that a pandemic throws up. There, there is no nice way out. There is no easy way out. Tough decisions have to be made. Uh, and as I say, when you're when you're dealing with an unemployment rate after an increase in government spending to the level that we've seen, at an increase to the support schemes that we've just seen, and you're still dealing with an unemployment rate at 7.5%, it, it's it's difficult to argue that the the debt levels is the more important uh, of these parts.
0: And 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 just as a side issue, but a big one, of course, the risk of a, a no deal Brexit would only add to the problems, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, And and we will judge the deal that the government gets uh, at the end of it once all of the details of it uh, are released. But I think the disruption caused by a no deal when you've got to remember that this is um, businesses are are now really on the brink. So many businesses at this point are are very much on the brink. The last thing they need is another hit uh, in in terms of trade uh, or those that don't trade with the EU. The last thing they need is another hit as far as the impact that that will therefore have on the economy. Economy and um, uh, and therefore I think it's <clears throat> I think Boris Johnson has always been um, anti No Deal despite what he says in public. I think he's very much uh, been um, been a proponent of wanting to play a, a tough negotiation. I don't think he's ever been a strong advocate for uh, a No Deal Brexit, uh, and therefore where uh, I, I, it's never been something that I've seen as as likely as maybe as many other people have. Um, But I think now it's even more essential that a deal's done because fighting a no-deal Brexit in the midst of a pandemic I think would have severe political consequences for Boris Johnson should he go down that road. Uh, And I think the economic consequences um, uh, would be extremely challenging, shall I say, to say the least.
0: Here's a big subject for you, which I'd like you to deal with as briefly as you can, but uh, I appreciate the difficulties. You have noted, haven't you, this huge... Increasing interest, once again, a spike, a spike of interest in Bitcoin. Now, the idea of Bitcoin is quite a good, principle Because what it does is it creates a digital currency, which is not dependent upon the wise and wherefores of central banks. We understand all that. But actually, it is now assumed a life of its own, hasn't it? Just explain it briefly, because um, a lot, the, we're hearing more and more about moves towards digital currencies. And, and we ought to beware this, oughtn't we?
1: We're hearing more and more about it, and there is going to be probably a move towards digital currencies. We're hearing central banks are, are laying the groundwork for it. Christine Lagarde from the ECB has previously talked about it very recently, in fact. Uh, but we know, obviously, the People's Bank of China uh, was seeing, uh, the Russian Central Bank as well. But you can you can guarantee the Bank of England, the Federal Reserve, and others are also uh, doing their part, doing their part to see how that can be integrated into uh, into the financial system. Obviously, the difficulty with something like Bitcoin is that it's is that it's decentralized and it's effectively trying to wrestle control away from uh, these institutions. So it's always going to be facing that kind of uphill battle. But it's it's an exciting idea and the technology is obviously uh, still exciting. It feels like it's been around for a long time now. But as we've seen over the years, the size of the moves that it can generate in a very short period of time are extraordinary. And that makes it headline news. That makes it front page news in many cases. We saw back in 2017, people may remember Bitcoin mania. uh, And what's happened now over the course of the last few months, is that we've actually moved back towards those highs. We came within, I think, around $12 of that all time high uh, only earlier this week it's pulled back slightly and when i say it's pulled back slightly it's pulled back almost $2000 so it hasn't lost that kind of frenzy type of behavior but i be, I wouldn't be surprised if in no time whatsoever we're talking about record highs again and that could potentially propel it high because <clears throat> one thing we've seen from bitcoin in the past is the more it's in the news uh, the more the more kind of movement uh, we do get so i think it is going to be get, going to get uh, a lot more uh, interesting once again and again this is a this is a coin uh, or an instrument that's just over a month ago, it was trading around eleven thousand dollars. So again, more signs again that it really hasn't lost that ability to uh, to amaze and intrigue.
0: And 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 is this some that is this something that investors finally should be looking at? I mean, private investors should be looking at.
1: Um, it's again, it's always a part of composition of any uh, investment portfolio. Uh, I I I'd, I'd describe. Bitcoin is, I mean, obviously, given what I've just said, highly, highly speculative. It's, 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 it's a huge gamble, and therefore, uh, if you, it, if you are using it as part of your portfolio and you are in a kind of low to medium risk portfolio, then it has to be an extremely small, uh, very speculative branch, I guess. Uh, but uh, it's. Okay. It's it's it is more. It's just more an instrument of intrigue. It it feels more hobby at this point as far as uh, investing goes, and 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 highly speculative. It's just something for more more for enjoyment, I think. And I think that's how many people when they're investing in it are, are viewing it, uh, which is why it, it unless you are really uh, fully behind Bitcoin and you have a, a very volatile portfolio, uh, it will it will remain for some time still a, a very small uh, component. But the more interest the more interest it gets, <clears throat> and the more people that are included in their portfolios obviously that's going to create wider interest and intrigue and that typically in the past has uh, has increased the prices so it's not something that's going anywhere anytime soon but just in the same way that it moved from 11,000 to 20, to close to 20,000 in just over a month you can't be surprised if it does exactly the same thing in the other direction so I think anyone who's interested in in, in looking at the Bitcoin space has to be fully aware that the price gains can be extraordinary but the price drops can be very extraordinary and, can happen far quicker than the than the rallies. Craig Ellen, thank you very much. Indeed. The Business Breakfast on Jazz FM with Owanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers.